Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show, Mad Ramblings. I am your host, the prettiest strongman in the business, Robert Overst. Thank you guys for tuning in. Man, we are rocking and rolling here, getting a lot of feedback, and you guys are really cool about, um, you know, all this stuff, obviously. I'm not the biggest production in the game. I just kind of sit here and ramble on, and I'm glad you guys are tuning in, man, having a lot of fun. And uh, excited, excited about the future. I'm a little, <clears throat> a little bit sick. I mean, I'm getting over it. I mean, I've been on the road rocking and rolling so, so, so much. And um, I made my schedule in a way that I would be super busy and then have nothing. And, uh, you know, got all my work out of the way. You know, back and forth in you know, Dallas and Portland and Austin and Florida. And I am back, back home, chilling, nothing to do but work out and go to little man's baseball games. But <clears throat> being a little sick, I was, you know, thinking about COVID stuff. And, you know, <laughs> I actually have had a lot of messages. People have asked me, you know, what's, what's my experience with COVID? What have I... What have I seen and gone through and all that kind of stuff? Most of you listening probably already know that my father passed away of COVID or with COVID, however you want to put it. He had cancer and uh, got COVID, got pretty sick and ended up being too much for him altogether. So, um, but aside from that, my my personal experience with COVID is, is a little weird, honestly. I've, uh, I'm not even sure whether or not I've had it. <laughs> I, I, I know I've come in contact with it. I had to have, I've uh, been on the road a lot. I mean, during, during the pandemic, I was on the road and met a lot of people and shook a lot of hands. Um, you know, originally we, we, we did, uh, like original lockdown and all that stuff, uh, early 2020, but um, early, uh, at the end of the year in 2019, I got really, really sick. Um, and end of November, beginning of December, got super sick. All of, all of my crew that I was training with, we all got really sick. My girlfriend got sick and, um, my main training partner's girlfriend got very sick. She actually, um, she, she started a cough and, about four hours later, she had to go to the hospital. She she ended up with the worst case of pneumonia that the, the doctor that she was working with said he had ever seen. And it was like immediate. It was so fast. It was so crazy. But, um, <clears throat> you know, she ended up getting better. And me, like, I just kept training. Like, we had heard, I think we had just started to hear the rumors of something happening over in uh, in China at the time. And, um, you know, I just, just kept training with it. I kept going to the gym, kept working out and I got pretty sick my training partner got really sick, but he kept coming too, you know? So world was coming, prep continued. And, uh, then, then the lockdown happened. And when the lockdown happened, I went and got, um, a test. I went and got tested to see if I had it. And I also got the, the antibody test. 
And then uh, that first test, the antibody said um, inconclusive. Uh, the test, if I had it or not, said negative, but the antibody said inconclusive. And uh, this is real early, you know, in our <laughs> in our COVID diaries here. You know, back in the days when we thought this was going to be, you know, like a unifying thing. You know, this is going to be like 9-11. We're all going to come together. It ended up being more like 9-11 where the government decided to just push a bunch of bullshit on us and in the panic. But I guess we were right. It was a lot like 9-11. But, uh, yeah, it, it was inconclusive and uh, said that I didn't have it then. And then carry on and... After that, I, I was tested hundreds of times. I did a bunch of appearances, and I did a bunch of expos and stuff, and worlds, we were getting tested every single day, you know, uh, sometimes multiple times a day. So ultimately, uh, I've been tested. Uh, had to, it's it's got to be close to 200-ish, you know. But um, all those were negative until... Uh, cut back, cut now to 2022, just maybe a couple months ago, I'm hanging out of the house and I had just gotten back from a trip to San Antonio, got back, me, my girlfriend and my son all got sick, uh, got some tests, took the test, all the tests said positive that we had COVID. So, you know, had to do the the quarantine thing, lock ourselves down, da da da, and uh, ultimately, you know, everybody was okay. Um, I I didn't even get it bad that time. I just was like a little stuffy. I never I never lost taste or anything like that. Even the first time I got sick, I was like super sick, but it didn't feel. I mean, it felt like it was hard to breathe, but I never felt the crazy stuff like the the. You know, no taste, no smell. I never got any of that. Um, then this this time, when I recent more recently, I tested positive. Um, not none of that. Just just a little icky, you know. Um, but after all that, got all done with that. Ended up just to the point where we were testing negative again. Uh, must have been a month after that. I get another antibody test. Not even a full month. And the antibody test says negative. So, so there's, I, I, at this point, I have no clue if I've had it or not. Um, if I were to guess, I would say I've had it and our tests suck. But, you know, I mean, you never know. Never know. Um, I never used to get sick. But in the last two years, um, I've gotten sick like three times. And that's, that's pretty rare for me. But, uh. Nah, right now, just a little, little bit icky, but not bad. I was just rocking and rolling on the road and had a, a long stretch. This last three weeks, I've been busting my ass, guys. And I told you guys that we would, we would uh, be on point. That I'm gonna keep you guys up to date with training and with everything going on because I've got now 29 weeks until I get to show up and punk Eddie Hall live and and. Um, big competition so I'm staying on point I'm making sure I'm here but holy crap this last three weeks has been rough it's going to be a lot easier going forward now with you guys plus we got a little bit of a rhythm going I'm uh I'm happy we got through those first three weeks 
and uh, today's Sunday, Mother's Day. I hope you guys all called your mothers out there and uh, told them you love them. Say something nice. Mama's always important, guys. But yeah, it's uh, <sighs> it's good to be here. Happy to be here, man. Just rolling and rolling. I was <laughs> I've been traveling kind of like like uh. I don't know, I've been looking beat up while I was on the road <laughs> quite a little bit. <laughs> I was, um, you know, recently, just, just, just the other day, yesterday, I was flying in from uh, Dallas, and I'm all bloodied up and nasty and covered in nastiness. But even before that, the week before, uh, just after I recorded this last podcast, I was driving between uh, the borders here, Idaho and Oregon. I drive across these borders a lot. And I was with my son, and we were, we had just got back from Yee Day, we were exhausted, you know, we, we, we rocked out hard, had a blast, had so much fun, and uh, him and I, you know, we just basically drove, uh, you know, up the border, um, in, you know, like pajamas, and like he was wearing, he's got these old Pikachu pajamas, and they're, they're small for him, but, you know, I, we were, he was wearing them around the house, and I was like, all right, well, this will be their last ride, you know, once we get there, I'll get rid of these, they're a little bit small, but he's wearing Pikachu pajamas and, and boots, and I'm wearing, like, some just nasty shirt, my hair's all crazy, I, I, I look a mess, I'm nasty, but we're, we're rocking and rolling, we hit a gas station, and, and Atlas, one of, one of uh, his favorite things to eat this subway sandwich he likes to do you know just like a super plain like just turkey and olives and pickles no mayonnaise no nothing so we always hit the subway and you know go in and we're uh pumping gas while we're getting our sandwich and everything and i'm waiting in line with the dude and and um order our food and all that and get to the end and and uh i was gonna reward him with a cookie and I was telling him and, and the, the Subway sandwich girl, I was telling them both something I say all the time when I'm at Subway is something that, you know, it kind of amazes me that, that uh, the Subway cookies, no matter where you go, and, and this is completely honest, I want anybody to challenge me on this, I swear to you this is true, no matter where you are in the world, no matter where you are. Subway has a bunch of different condiments, you know, in England and in the Middle East, da 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 da, and in Asia. And if you go to a Subway, though, they all have the exact same cookies and they all taste amazing. They're so good. Their cookies are so good. And no matter where you are, like I've been to a Subway that was in the middle of uh, the desert between Abu Dhabi and Dubai. And late, late at night, it was the only thing open, and they had the exact same cookies. You know, they had some crazy things available to put on the sandwich. I can't remember any of them at this point, but I remember the cookies were the exact same. <laughs> and I, I tell that to people all the time. You know, it's uh, it, to me, I think it's like a funny little thing. I'm in the line looking all ratty and nasty with my little man. And uh, I'd tell him and the, the girl, he, he was sweet on this little subway chick. She's like, you know, some teenage high school girl. 
and Atlas is all Google eyes over there, you know. But anyways, <clears throat> he's only six, y'all. So I tell them about this and everything, and then <clears throat> there's one other guy in line, and this guy's right behind us, and he's, you know, about like mid forties, a little bit of silver in his hair, like, you know, wearing these, I don't know how you would describe it. Some like high class leisure type of guy, you know, the guys that wear like the little shorty shorts and like a polo shirt, you know, and uh, he's wearing like these bright white shorty shorts and shoes with no socks and all that stuff, you know? And, uh, he just like looks over at me and he goes, Dubai, huh? Really? You've been to Dubai? <laughs> I grinned, but I was really fighting hard not to laugh at this guy. I wanted to laugh right away. It's like, I, I am very well traveled. I understand the way I look makes people feel as though like, I, I mean, I, I don't. Um, blame him for coming to the conclusion that he came to. He was just so rude and straightforward about it. <laughs> like, uh, <clears throat> so he's like, oh, yeah, you know, like, Dubai, really? And I was like, yeah, you know, it's uh, it's true, the cookies, the cookies there are exactly the same as they are here. He's like, so what were you doing in Dubai? And he said it just like that. He even like tilted his head when he said it. <laughs> what are you? What were you doing in Dubai? Uh -huh. And it was like almost like a caricature of some kind of like Simpsons character, you know, like this guy was so over the top. Yeah. But uh, you know, I just told him that uh I didn't want to be rude, and I'm with my little man, and so, like, I try and work patience, and I will, given the the opportunity where it's, I feel like it's necessary for him to see me stand up against something like that, I will most definitely do it. I, I've done it before. I have no problem checking people, I guess you would say. I guess that's how Ice Cube would say it, you know, checking someone. But, um... I just didn't want to. I didn't. I didn't feel like, like it was gonna benefit anyone. And I don't. <laughs> I don't feel like explaining to some random douche nozzle <laughs> that uh, he's not um, the ultimate judge of character that he thinks he is, and that I. Some people in this world do see value in me, <laughs> even though he couldn't. But, uh, you know, I just said, yeah, you know, I was driving. Uh, I told him the truth. We were we were driving from Abu Dhabi to Dubai after being at the track all day. And I didn't say anything else. I told him nothing. I didn't say that I was filming a TV show or that, that I'm a professional strongman and I could literally rip his weaselly little smile off his face. I didn't say any of these things. I'm I'm totally playing it cool. <sighs> so the girl rings us up and it's kind of the end of that little back and forth. And I pay and stuff and I'm over there uh, getting um, like a Coke Zero, which by the way, that's my go-to when I'm trying to eat clean. Like I'll make sure like uh, my little soda treat or whatever is a coke zero it's a nice trick i learned a long time ago it's uh 
satisfying like a soda but has zero calories and this is not a coke zero or a subway commercial i swear to god this is not it's gonna sound like a subway commercial after all this talk for sure but it's not <clears throat> i'm uh filling up my 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 glass and uh, a little dude and i are talking about whether or not he wants milk and i look over and that guy's wife and and his son join him you know as he's ordering his sandwiches they came out of the bathroom and uh i'm just standing there and i see his kid looking at me and his kid's like eyes got super super big and i i knew immediately <laughs> immediately what was happening I, I turn around put the lid on my drink and i'm talking to the dude i'm just about to start walking away the guy comes over and taps me on the shoulder and goes, excuse me, um, my son would like to have a picture with you. <laughs> and It's hard to describe what that felt like and how it was. Like you would think that would be satisfying. But he asked me for a photo while still looking down his nose at me. And it was the weirdest thing. It was so, so weird. Um... Well, yeah, he, the his son was standing there and right behind him, and I was like, oh, of course, of course, you know. And his his little boy was like, I saw you on Preston Plays, you know. The, he Preston Plays is a channel that I do a lot. A friend of mine who's got a very big YouTube channel who does a lot of uh, you know teen and kid stuff. It's a ton of fun, and I. Uh, I get a lot of a lot of younger kids recognize me from that, and uh, <clears throat> took the photo, and I was just so blown away that this guy could ask me for a photo for his son and still be like in the exact same position he was before when he thought I was just like some trashy person. It's like it, it just it blew my mind that he couldn't adjust. Um, <laughs> and I didn't want to do anything. You know, I wasn't going to be rude or mean. And of course, I wasn't going to let that kid feel bad. That that was not going to happen. But, you know, I uh, took the picture and everything and then uh, told the guy. I was like, well, make sure next time you're in Dubai, you have a cookie. <laughs> and I swear... I swear this is not a subway commercial. But I've actually I did I did do a subway commercial a long time ago. Um I was filming a bunch of different commercials in a row. I did a five hour energy and um Planet Fitness and um a couple other ones and then I ended up doing a subway commercial. Super big budget, all this stuff is really, really cool. And um went in to do the fitting. This is a funny story, this is really funny. Went in to do the fitting, and I don't think I've told this story really. Uh, got suited up, and they wanted me to be like this barbarian character. And uh, the the fitting, like they had me wearing this like leather top that like didn't cover my nipples or anything. It was like a lot a lot of bare chest and shirt. And uh, when we did the the costume setup, and I I had to go stand out in front of the three producers and they wanted to look at me and, and, you know, give the okay on the costume or what. And two of them were so happy with me. So, so happy with me. 
And I, I was not in the best shape. I was in decent shape, but not in the best. And I just, it couldn't go either way with me. Like, going shirtless, like, it's either great or it's really bad. And it can be, like, the difference of an hour or one meal or three degrees in the temperature could make a big difference, you know? So, uh... <laughs> Uh, anyways, uh, two of the guys really, really liked the way I looked, and the other guy just looked horrified. And ultimately, they were like, yeah, this is this is the look. We want you to look like this. Be ready. Tomorrow morning, we're going to film, you know, like uh, late, late afternoon. And um, I was stoked, like super stoked. This is going to be a giant Subway commercial, big production. You know, they had like lobster trucks there and all this different stuff it was huge it was really really cool and big opportunity for me so uh that night i'm staying in the hotel and i was very um i wasn't like poor poor like i could pay my bills like i wasn't as poor as i was growing up but um i was not uh i wasn't eating good food i wasn't able to you know i didn't have like uh, like a, a, a hot and cold bath where I could get better and, and, and all the types of things that I, I've been come accustomed to now that helped me with my training and with my physique and, and just overall living, um, quality of living. I didn't have a lot of those things then and getting to stay in this really nice hotel, I got a little silly. I, uh, I must have ordered five or six meals um, on the room service and uh, drank a bunch of booze and just stayed up all night watching like HBO and like smoking uh, either cigarettes or something at that time. I can't remember what it was, but I just was I just was not smart that night. Got up the next day because I knew I was going to sleep in late that I'd get enough sleep, you know, I'd be okay. But I, I went too far, you know. That's the thing about when you're doing that and you, you're like, oh, well, I'll get eight hours. Even if I go to sleep at 2 in the morning, I'll just get up at 10, blah, blah, blah. But 2 in the morning comes around and there's another cool movie popping up on HBO. And you're like, eh, I could sleep into to 11 or 12. Not that big of a difference, you know. And order another thing. It's not going to make a big difference if I have one more meal tomorrow won't make that, you know, matters any better or worse, really. Like, I'm already what shape I'm in, <laughs> which is not the case for me. It's just not the way my body works. So I end up staying up super late, getting, like, six hours, five hours of sleep, and, like, eating every horrible thing I could. Uh, even though I got to sleep in, and get up later, still got no sleep, so, show up to the, to the filming, huge production again, man, it's so crazy seeing all these people, and all this money, and they, they get me dressed up, I go out, stand up on the, this hill, where they're running the cameras up to me, and I'm supposed to raise my, my arm, and yell, you know, rawr, boogie boogie, buddy, 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 you know, whatever, whatever they want the monster to do, <laughs> I'm up there. I see them. They run the camera up. The flames go off like the pyrotechnics, all the stuff. And I yell, you know, and I look. And the two guys that 
were like adamant about my outfit that were very happy with the way I looked. They were just like, they had the most in awe slash disgusted look on their face. And the one guy who had told them all along that it wasn't going to work was just shaking his head and was so upset. Um, at that point we filmed for like 20, 30 more minutes, if that, and I'm trying to look at different angles and stuff. And then they were like very quiet about it. They didn't say anything. They were just like, okay, thank you. And that was it. And I, I thought it was weird. Like I, I was supposed to film all night and have all these different shots filmed in the dark. And uh, we didn't do any of them. Yeah, went back to the hotel early. You know, was supposed to leave the next day anyways. So, you know, they they had a late checkout because I wasn't supposed to get back to the hotel till super late. But uh, you know, got up the next day, went back, never spoke to anyone ever again, and then never saw the commercial come out. Never heard another word about it. Nothing. And like ultimately. It sucks. Like, I got paid. I, I got the same amount of money no matter what. It was one of those deals where you get, like, an upfront uh, check. And that's that's the difference in commercials. You can go one or the other way. Same with most TV shows and movies. You can get, like, a big check or you can get a little bit smaller of a check with residuals. And with this one, I didn't have really an option for residuals. They were planning on using it a lot. And I was really hoping that they were going to take this character and uh reuse them you know like i could be the the flow chick for whatever insurance company she works for you know i i was hoping to be the subway guy which would have been amazing that, that they make so much money but yeah i uh went a little bit too crazy and uh that one slipped out right away i i always look back at that and think like if you would have just drank your water gone to bed early got up went and got a little bit of a pump at the hotel gym and then went and filmed that, you you might have had a whole different career on your hands. But as is life, I've, I've, I've made more mistakes than that. You know, I've done lots of silly things, so I'm not going not gonna to be able to go back and change them now. What matters is learning from it. And next time I get a Subway commercial, you bet your ass I'm going to be in the meanest, leanest shape ever. But... Subway order. I was thinking about this too. I thought it'd be interesting. I don't think many people would uh, would think to order the way that I do when I go to Subway. I I always do the same sandwich. Um, if I'm dying of hunger or I'm on like a long journey and like there's a drive. When I drive to my parents' house, for example, I they're outside of Reno and I drive through the desert. Which is, there's a couple stretches where um, I don't see like a gas station or or food or anything like that for hundreds of miles. And uh, food definitely. There's there's a couple spots where you don't see gas stations for hundreds of miles, and there's and but when you do see them, like there's still no food there. You know, like gas station food, but no food and. Uh, I, for the longest time when I'd make that drive, I would stop at the subway and um, get two sandwiches. So my my normal 
sandwich that I always order, like the first one, like if I'm getting one sandwich, my, my, (laughs) my go-to, I go with like a foot long, whatever bread I want, you know? And a lot of times I try not to eat one of the halves of bread because that's, it's just a big old chunk of bread and it's, your body doesn't process it properly. I don't feel like we talk about simple carbs versus complex carbs enough anymore. That used to be a conversation that, that all of a sudden died off. I mean, even the big um, podcasts that are super on point and like amazing, like Rogan and stuff, I feel they talk a lot about this carb, that carb. The definition of gluten is finally understand, understood across the board. Uh, most people understand what gluten is. For those of you who don't know, gluten is just something that they add in in the process while they're preparing wheat for stores or whatever purpose they're using it for. It just it makes them, it's like bulking up the wheat, you know? Like like our our government, or our, our government allows them to add this thing and over time, that thing has caused sensitivity to people, caused, you know, inflammation, cancer, all that stuff. But they don't use that in other countries. So when you have bread in Italy or whatever, it doesn't have gluten in it. So that's just a quick little what gluten is. And you can go into way more detail, but short version, meathead version, that's what it is. But a simple carb doesn't have that stuff. You know, rice, potatoes, those things are just simple clean carbs you know bananas have 40 grams of carbs in them and they're a lot cleaner way of getting it so i try and eat usually just half the bread but my sandwich always always turkey and then i add chicken breast to it you put the cheese on it and most people don't think about adding extra meat but turkey with chicken breast is amazing nice clean white meats add the cheese lightly toast it lightly toasted just to warm up the meat melt cheese but not not so toasted that it's like hot and messes with the vegetables and stuff that i want to put on it because i like to put spinach first of all gotta go with the spinach spinach tomato and onion pepperoncini olive and jalapeno little bit of oil and vinegar a lot of salt and pepper that's my sandwich right there boom done don't put all the extra crap don't put you know mayonnaise and then on top of that add a little bit of all the other flavorings and uber oils all that stuff you know like just simple little bit of olive oil and vinegar just a little bit more vinegar than olive oil if if you got a cool sub sandwichista subarista Subarista, I like that word. If you got a good subarista, you want a little bit more vinegar than you want oil. But that's the sandwich, man. That's the move. Fill you up. Tastes good. Oh yeah. And and I always I, I always look at the ingredient too. Like if the jalapenos don't look good, I don't put them on there. You know, I I'm not gonna put some nasty looking tomatoes on there just because that's what I want. Uh uh uh. I ain't trying to get sick. And for those of you that are on the road or like to do fast food, it's very simple and easy to do Panda Express. You go white rice, 
with the chicken teriyaki with no sauce, which is just grilled chicken and white rice. Cooked well, tastes good. Chicken's nice there too, actually. And like I said, this is not a Subway commercial or a Panda Express commercial at this point, even though it sounds like one, but I am a Subway fan. I love Subway. I uh, was in Dallas. I just got back. Um, oh, man. I got back. Today is Sunday, Mother's Day. I got back last night. I uh, flew in straight to Portland to make sure I got to my son's baseball game. It was awesome. But had a great time in Dallas, man. Oh, my gosh. I was filming with Preston again, doing some Preston Plays videos. And... uh Man, I filmed with his wife, Bree, and his sister as well. Got to do some crazy stuff. I destroyed a car. I uh, broke through a bunch of crazy walls and um, broke into a giant bulletproof piggy bank. Destroyed these gigantic rocks. We pushed, had to have been like a like a thousand pound boulder off of this ledge that was you know, 13, 14 feet up in the roof, in the air cracking them open and all this stuff found out on like these little feather splitters that they use to cut rocks open super crazy cool tool and it's uh yeah it's just like this super simple three pieces of metal that you you know you get them and drill a little hole in the rock and you slide them in and then all it takes is a few little taps man it's crazy but um yeah lots of fun it's always great being around preston and seeing you know, like, if you want to know how you should handle your content, if you're someone out there whose goal is to get paid off their content and to be a creator, then he is just a great person to watch. He's always on point. He always knows what the trend is, how to capture and to put his thumbprint on something He's always coming up with new, fresh ideas for building sites and different things to do in the warehouse to crush all these cool new videos. And he's just, he's on point, man. He is a young businessman who just celebrated his 28th birthday. And he's doing it right, man. Crushing. I think it's like four different warehouses that he has for his channels and his stuff and things he does. And he's got. I, th I think he has him and his wife uh, all together have maybe six different channels that are all in the millions of subscribers. He's just created another one that's a reaction channel that he's built another warehouse for. And that channel is uh, growing very, very fast. And he's very good at explaining the algorithms of, of YouTube and just he's smart. And I always learn a lot when I'm around him. So I was I was happy to go out there, you know, and got to film some really, really cool stuff. And uh I showed up showed up on Monday, uh, late afternoon, got my workout in, took off, landed at nine PM, got to the hotel, checked in, in bed at eleven PM. Didn't even turn on the T V or nothing, just went straight to bed. Got up the next morning at like 6, worked my butt off all day, crushed it. All day long, back in the hotel room at like 8, ordered some food, and then 
passed out like like a teenager with a summer job, just dirty, covered in muck, laid down on the bed, slept in my nastiness, got up the next morning early, killed it, did that for three days. So Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Then Friday came along, got up, rock and rolled all day long, exhausted, freaking exhausted, but... Uh, it's crazy. He keeps the schedule all the time. Like I am not the guy who can go all day long talking to different people and being funny and being on point and all that stuff. Like it's, it's exhausting for me and I can do it. I'm, I'm decent enough at it, you know, but it's exhausting. So get done Friday and at the end of Friday, I'm covered in dust and like I have little bits of rock and gravel in my hair, in my beard, in my armpits. I've got blue paint in the cracks of my body still that hasn't come off from day two or three. I've got goop and slime and mud from that last day. And then we we're doing a what's called a hundred layers video where you break through a hundred layers of this, this and that. And one of the layers was bacon, pork chops, and pig lard. So we had 100 pounds of bacon, 250 pounds of pork chops, and I think it was like 300 or 400 pounds of lard. And we had to break through that into uh, another room. And so we used... A giant flamethrower, obviously. <laughs> it's a lot of fun when we make these videos. If you guys haven't seen them, uh, Preston Plays is the... Or it might be just Preston. If you go on YouTube and search Preston Robert Oberst, you'll see him. You know, Preston, P-R-E-S-T-O-N. Lots of fun stuff. This video is not out yet when you're hearing it, but I have destroyed tons of things like this with him. And if you think that it sounds cool, definitely go check it out. But so we're burning through this lard with a flamethrower and it just smells terrible. The stuff's been sitting out in room temperature for three days because it takes a while to build these sets. And it's just all over the floor. It's coagulating again after it melts and runs like a waterfall through the chicken wire that it was wrapped in, pouring all over the floor starts coagulating around my feet again and by the end of it I'm covered in pig lard and my shoes are just soaked in it it's just a nasty disgusting situation I also had my leg both legs and both of my arms and my chest it didn't really matter my chest for my story but I'm, I was cut up really good uh, from these rocks that we were destroying and blowing up and chucking and smashing and all this other stuff. So I was, I'm pretty cut up. I'm saying was like it's past tense. I'm looking at my leg right now and it looks nasty. So I'm all scratched up, all nasty, covered in rock, covered in goop, got blue armpits, blue shoulders and all this other weirdness. And I worked like the day went long. We were supposed to be done at 5, didn't get done till almost 7, and I had an 8.30 flight. So, no shower, no nothing. Like, I 
didn't even have any more clean socks. I messed up. I messed that part was my fault. I I thought I had enough stuff to change into something after we filmed, but I'd already messed up one of my shoes. The second pair of shoes, like, just got to nastied up with the pig fat. So I didn't have any other shoes. I didn't have any more clean socks. And I was just disgusting. Just nasty. I smelled terrible. I looked worse. And I was exhausted on top of it. And off we go to the airport. <laughs> yeah. uh, I felt so bad, you know. I was freaking first class and... And I'm just disgusting. I felt bad for the people I had to sit next to. You know, it was gross. I'm a, I was a dirty traveler a lot this last week. And, uh, you know, I even, I, I got, um, I got there and everything flew. I got, I got into my gate, everything super quick. And so I had time actually, um, that I didn't expect to have. There was a really nice restaurant right next to the gate. And so I sat down, ordered a pizza I was like, man, I've worked my ass off. I'm going to eat. I'm going to eat a pizza. And uh, the pizzas looked really good. They had those little thick pepperonis that are really, really good. And so ordered it and everything. And, oh, my gosh, it destroyed my stomach. <laughs> like, made me so sick. So sick. So now I'm on the plane. I look terrible. I'm farting my guts out. I feel like I'm going to puke. And also, by the way, I've been drinking so much water. I, 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 right now, I'm almost like about a gallon and a half a day, which like started off being really hard to do. But once you get in the rhythm, it's like easy, super easy. So I'm this nasty dude. I keep getting up every five minutes to go pee the whole freaking flight. I felt bad for everybody on that plane. But I also learned a life lesson there. It was really cool i i always feel like i know everything we all do you know we're very sure in our thoughts and that's why there are thoughts right we wouldn't think something's a certain way if it wasn't that way and if 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 it wasn't that way why why would we want to think that right you know so in our own stories we're always very smart and even though i know i know nothing uh even though i know that <laughs> That nobody fits into any box. Nobody, nobody can be understood at a glance. You know, I know that, and I try very hard to remind myself of that. But um, you know, every once in a while, you get in this rhythm and you forget. And I'm just, you know, going through the the airport in Dallas, checking in, and I'm flying first class, and I go to check in, and the it's. Uh, I guess I'm not going to say what airline. It's not a bad thing, you know, but just, just to be safe, not going to say what airline. Um, go to check in, and there's three uh, girls, three women that are working at the counter, and nobody else is there, so they're just chilling, talking. And the three of them looked at me at the same time, and two of them just had this, oh, my God, look, you know. And the other one, uh, she just she just looked at me sweetly, smiled. No, had nothing, nothing of, uh, no negative reaction that I could glean from that moment. And, uh, it was obvious, like, oh, you, where are you going? Just checking one bag, all that normal chit chat. And, uh, I had said something and, and, um, 
the 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 woman I don't know if she had said something that made me feel off but she just she definitely kept putting out this vibe the two girls both I just kept putting out this vibe and the, and I knew right away like I was like oh they're judging me cuz the way I look and they don't think I should be flying first class you know and it's just that that little kid in me that grew up with nothing that got made fun of all the time and I turned right into it I turned into that little boy who was embarrassed to go to church because you know I had dirty clothes um I felt that way right away and I knew I knew like that's what they're that's what they're doing you know and um they'd said something else and uh and I, I, I just brought up like they, they said something, and it led me into an easy opening to bring up the fact that I'm traveling, you know, um, professional strongman, and just did giant YouTube videos with this kid that are gonna, you know, at least get ten, fifteen million views. Like this kid's huge, so I, uh, I wet my own whistle, I guess, just a little bit. I was like, yeah, you know, I'm da 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 I'm doing this, this, and that. I didn't say anything rude to me. And uh, the two girls were like, you? Really? And that's how I took it. I took it like like that, you know, like like the old guy at the subway. I took it just like he really meant it. But when they said that, I was I was, I was quick to respond. And I'm, it's easier for me to talk to women about things because I feel like I can be honest and be super sweet and sensitive at the same time and not come off aggressive. I don't like being sweet to men because I, I just don't have the same amount of space where they can fuck up and I'll be okay about it, you know? Like, guys have a shorter leash with me, just being real. And so with these women, I was just you know, nicely mentioning the fact that I'm a motherfucking rock star. And even though I look like shit, doesn't mean that I ain't shit. And now I never do that. It's just the little man in me got worked up. Like I felt like that little kid again. And so I said all that. I didn't say all that. I said, you know, like, yeah, I'm filming with Preston. You should look him up on YouTube. And I even had her pull out her phone and look and stuff and the two girls that had given me that look they were both like you really and the the other girl who had not she just was like oh that's really cool that's really cool and when the other two girls had done that you know you really i i was like <laughs> i took the opportunity to uh bring it up and i said i said you know the two of you guys since i've been over here have really been judgmental. As soon as I walked over, both of you were very judgmental. And I, I, I'm saying it now. It sounds much harsher as I'm saying it. The In the tone of conversation as it came up in the moment, I said it very sing-songy in, in, in the best way possible that carried on with the conversation we had in a very non-aggressive way. Even though right now, sitting in my office, telling you it sounds aggressive. It wasn't when I did it. And 
you know, I, I was like, you know, you guys are very judgmental. I, I noticed as soon as I walked over here and, and everything you've done has been extremely judgmental, the two of you. And it's weird because her and I pointed to the third girl. I said, she seems very sweet and not judgmental at all. And that girl just smiled at me and like was like nodding in very uh, approving fashion. And I had totally misjudged everything. The woman I was speaking to, she uh, kind of checked her tone a little bit. And she goes, I'm so sorry, sir. We do not feel that way. We were just getting done talking right as you were coming over here about how we are introverts. And she's not. The nice girl that I pointed out is not an introvert. How they're introverts and that people sometimes mistake the way that they act as as if they are somehow seeing them in a negative light when really they're just self-conscious. And, <laughs> man, it, it, at first it felt like an excuse. And then the other girl who I'd said that to, the other girl who I thought was judging me, she was grabbing my sticker to put on my, my check bag and she said, we weren't judging you, sir. And I could see when she said it, she was so uncomfortable and she felt so bad about it. Like, I immediately knew that they were telling the truth. I knew right away that I had misjudged the whole situation, that I had projected my childhood bullshit on these women for no fucking reason. No. Luckily, like I said, it wasn't loud and aggressive. It wasn't like a guy getting kicked off a plane for a mask or any of that crap. But it had all of the same misunderstandings and all the same judgments. And I was the one making the incorrect ones. I was the one making the mistake. Now, of course, as a human being, we should all be trying to be our best. Uh, I feel like that. And if you're listening to this and you're not trying to be your best, then you should go on a fuck off, man. Like, you should be trying to be your fucking best. Okay? And that's all I'm going to say about that. Like, I get really worked up about people who don't care about what they're capable of. But. But that being said, you know, obviously we should all have the, like, the hope to be able to communicate to other people how we feel like if if she didn't feel that way and it came across that way and they're all standing there talking about how it always comes across that way maybe they should think about changing how they project it but none of that matters you know that's not for me to figure out that's for them my problem was my mistake and I definitely judged the situation completely wrong I felt super silly, and uh, it was a good lesson. It was, it was a really good lesson for me to learn. So I am very grateful for for that mistake, and that I could learn it. You know, in privacy, I'm sharing it with you guys. But I learned that in private, um, in, in a real, real way, and it was awesome. Like something that you need all the time. You can get checked all the time. It's important. I'm very happy about that. But, yeah, I've been rocking and rolling everywhere. Listen to a bunch of really good podcasts out there. So many really good ones, man. Steve-O 
has a great podcast. If you're listening and you're trying to find some new stuff to listen to, Steve-O's got a really good podcast, as well as Andrew Schultz has got Flagrant 2. And um, um, I think most people listening to this would consider themselves, you know, centrist or center-right or whatever, you know. I consider myself kind of mostly in the middle, really, which to the internet means, you know, uber-right, like Nazi, whatever, just because I believe in freedom of speech and personal personal choice but that all being said i like to understand opinions from a lot of different kind of people and so while i definitely listen to, to joe rogan love his podcast i listen to a lot of different kind of people and just to get different perspectives and to get the younger and the very smart left which there is a smart left and a smart right, guys. I mean, if you're on this podcast right now listening to me and I said smart left and you're like, there ain't no left smart people. And I said smart right. And you're like, there's nobody on the right that's smart. You're an ass. Like there are very, very many people who are smart, who are on the left. There are very many smart people on the right. Not the uber right and uber left. No, those people are either stupid or manipulative, whatever. I'm talking about normal, everyday people. And there are smart people on the left and right. And to learn a lot about the young, smart left, I listen to Flagrant too. I love Andrew Schultz and his crew, man. They got a great, great crew. They do a lot of really, really fun and entertaining stuff. You should definitely check it out. You know, Flagrant 2, lots of fun. And then Steve-O's podcast. But, yeah, it's a, uh, I got this one last note. It was crazy. Uh, there's so many people out there, like, stealing t-shirt designs off of my stuff. It, it's insane uh, how many people recently have popped up. Like, just, there's a hundred people making strong and pretty shirts, you know. It's crazy. But, don't have much to say about it. Just, if you're going to buy merch and stuff like that just make sure you get it from the right spots don't just go find it on amazon or nothing because then you're buying it off of some random shop that's getting it from china and it has nothing i mean mean, you can if you want but if you want the real deal you got to come to me speaking of the real deal i want to let you guys know that mana is running full swing finally mana health clinic is ready to go the hormone therapy complete and full no traveling to an office or anything like that we've got the telehealth platform that's safe secure and easy for you to do from home you get on your phone talk to the doctor stuff gets directly mailed to you (coughs) a lot of people have been signing up and a lot of people are really happy about it we haven't pushed it a lot haven't done a lot of uh advertising stuff for it we wanted to make sure that it was ready to go, work out all the kinks and everything. And now we're set. Um, it's it's a very affordable way to, if you're looking at what your body needs and how much it normally costs to take care of your body, this is a very affordable way. And just to make sure that everybody can, can get the stuff that they need, we have payment options as well. This is a sort of thing that 
you got to realize if you want to try hormone therapy, if you want to change your life and to be better, it's a commitment. Like I'm telling you this from my own voice. Like this is, this is me telling you this. It's a commitment. It's not a two week trial. It's not a fat camp where you're going to meet friends and go swimming and go home and go back to eating crappy foods. This is the real deal. If you want to change your life, if you want to be better and you want to have the energy, the sex drive, the recovery, the strength, the clarity, you know, dump the mind fog in the morning, all of that. If you want that, then go to manahtc.com, mana, M-A-N-A-H-T-C.com, Mana Health Clinic. I'm very proud to be a part of it. And you can use code strong and pretty and get a discount. Come join the team. <clears throat> I am not only a user of Mana Health Clinic, I am an owner. So I'm super, super proud of it. Definitely check it out, guys. Strength training's going great, healthy, feeling good, ready to roll. I hope you guys have had a good week. Get out there and kick some butt, guys. And uh, I'll catch you next week. Stay strong and stay pretty. I'm out of here.